taking responsibility in the kingdom. If I have ever heard from God, I have heard the Lord with a pleading heart saying, I want my people to step up to the plate and take more responsibility in my kingdom. It has to be done, and it's got to be done to finish this thing out the way that God wants to have it finished out. And so I covet your prayers today as I get into this. And we're going to be reading from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 5. We're going to read verse 4 and 5. Hallelujah. I'm not going to rush this message, but I'm not going to hold you here all day uh, either. Uh, if need be, I'll, I'll finish this up tonight. Hallelujah. But um, we're going to minister what God has spoken in my heart. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it. For he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you have vowed. Better not to vow than to vow and not pay. Fathers, we come today. We thank and we praise you for your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for those that are come out today. We, our hearts are in prayer for those that are battling sicknesses, Lord, who we have heard from that's really suffering. Touch their body. Heal them also. But speak to us, Lord. Help us, God, through your word and by your spirit to every man, woman, boy, and girl under the sound of my voice. Help us, God, to resolve in our hearts and in our minds that we're going to step up to the plate in 2016, that we're going to be willing to take responsibility for your kingdom, for your glory. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. you can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This message is the first, as I said, in a series that has to do with personal responsibility within the kingdom of God. We live in a day and age whereas not many people feel the need for personal responsibility. We don't like that word responsibility. We don't want to be responsible for nothing or nobody. Amen. But every day of our lives, everybody in here, if you live and if you survive in this life, there's some responsibilities you're going to have to take. Hallelujah. Now, you know, I do not really care about getting up between 3.30 and 4 o'clock every morning, especially when that really cold weather hits, get out there and freeze myself to death climbing up on that old yellow school bus, cranking that thing up, and freezing myself and start driving and start driving that bus down the highway. I really I, there's other things I'd rather be doing. But the reason why I do it, there's certain responsibilities that I have. There's commitments that I have made 
that I am responsible to see that it's taken care of. Every day in my life, there's responsibilities. I can't pass them on. I can't say, you do this, you do that. I have to look in the mirror and say, you, mister, are responsible for this. And God is speaking to the body of Christ today, and he ain't skipping none of us. He is crying out to every man, woman, boy, and the girl, amen, that's in this building and every other church building all over this town, saying there is some responsibility that every man in here, every woman in here has shirked on from time to time. There's not a one of us. Not a one of us who haven't shirked some responsibility. Hallelujah. Now, to let you know a little bit better what we're talking about here, when I looked up the word responsibility in the dictionary, this is what it gave me. This is, I, I copied and pasted it directly from the, the, the dictionary. The quality or state of being responsible. That's what it said about responsibility. The quality or state of being responsible. Responsible how? It says morally, legally, and mentally. Hallelujah. Now, Sister Darlene would say I'd probably fall a whole lot on that last one about mentally. Responsible. Hallelujah. Here's what it ended up with. To own full accountability. Wow. To own full accountability. Now, in this first message today, the title of this first message, I'm going to pursue our responsibility to God. That's the first thing I want to talk about. We're going to talk about our responsibility to God and how our fulfilling those responsibilities, I mean, properly and in an effective manner, will affect our relationship with Him. Hallelujah. Amen. Every one of us, number one, our first and foremost responsibility is the responsibility that we have to God. Can I get an amen there? Hallelujah. Amen. And how we perform that responsibility and how we hung, hang on to that responsibility will affect your relationship to Him. Amen. They know that God loves everybody. God wants everybody saved, but God knows there's not everybody He can depend upon. And I don't want God to look down in heaven and say, Hallelujah, I, there's something I need done right now. There's something that but I look down there and I see that prude boy. I'm not going to put it on his heart because I know if he does it at all, he'll only give a halfway job about it. I don't want God thinking about that about me. What about you? Do you want God thinking about you that you're half-hearted in your service? You're half-hearted in your worship? You're half-hearted and fulfilling responsibility that he has given you? Oh, bless the quietness. Hallelujah. I don't want God thinking, well, I'm no respecter person, but this is something I got to get done. So I can't, I, I can't appoint this one to do it. I've appointed him time and time again, and they always leave me out in the cold. I'm going to have to look to somebody else. What are you saying? 
I'm saying that God has got a work and a calling for everybody, each and everybody. But God don't have time to play around with me if I want to play with him. Too many souls at stake. Too many things happening today in this world that we're living in. This, I mean, we're such a fast pace now, headed towards the end. Amen. Where everything is going to wind up. Hallelujah. Listen, God, God spoke to me in the spirit, and he says, my long suffering is not going to be as long in the future as it has been in the past because time won't permit it. Because one of these days, according to the book of Revelation, God's going to send out an angel. And the Bible said that angel is going to step out with one foot on the land and the other foot on the sea and declare that time shall be no longer. What does that mean? That means that God's long-suffering, hallelujah, and putting up with humanity is over with. The God of grace will become a God of judgment. My, my, realizing our responsibility to God. What are some of our responsibilities to God? How are we responsible to him? The first one, first and foremost, my responsibility to God and your responsibility to God is to love him completely. Your first and primary responsibility to God is to love him completely. Hallelujah. Everything builds from that fact. Everything goes from that factor. That's our foremost responsibility, not just to love him, but love him completely. I want you to look at Mark chapter 12, verses 28 and 30. Let's look at what it says here. And one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God Watch this now. With some of your heart, some of your soul, some of your mind, and some of your strength. That's not what it says, is it? How come that's the way we do it? Hello? We're talking about personal responsibility. The number one being us being responsible to God. And that responsibility, church, is for us to love him completely. He said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. The second one is likened to it, it says, but that's going to be part of another message. <clears throat> the very first responsibility 
we have toward God is to love Him. Listen to me, church. Nothing else is possible by means of any meaningful relationship with Him unless we love Him. Now, we talk more about relationship with God here than you'll hear with just about any other church. We tell you all the time that God don't want people to have more religion. It ain't about religion, but it's about a relationship. Amen? Amen. That's what it's all about. But it's impossible to have a meaningful relationship with God if you don't love Him with everything you have. A man can't have a relationship with a woman, neither a woman with a man, as husband and wife, unless there is true love there. One reason it gets it all mixed up is because we got too many people they want to equate lust with love. And I don't care who it is, and I don't care how hot they are, sooner or later the lust is going to fade and go. Amen. And when that's over, if you don't have love underneath that, you're going to be in trouble. Amen. Glory to God. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. Listen, church. We have got, and this is what God has set down for, for me to direct into this body on this first Sunday. He wants you to hear this today. You'll hear because God wants you to hear this today. That God is saying, I want you to love me totally, completely, and absolutely. You've got to love me totally, completely, and absolutely. Oh, my God, hallelujah. Listen. I remember hearing King David, and we was admonished by King David long ago to tell us how we needed to love the Lord. Look at what Psalms chapter 31 and verse 23 says. Hallelujah. Oh, love the Lord, all ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I tell you, I got a reason why I serve God. And it ain't just a sweet by and die. I know if I love God, amen, if I'm faithful to him, he's going to be faithful to me. He's going to preserve me. He said it, and he cannot lie. The Lord preserveth the faithful. Now, if you try to use this word in the English class, in today's English language, you, you would get uh, called out for it. But I like to have that old 16th century English said plentifully. Hallelujah. Love him. The Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer you might be one of those says I'm not working for, for anything but I am I'm not serving God for naught I have a reason I have a reason for my insanity hallelujah glory to God because I know the God that we serve is a covenant God he does not do nothing out of covenant. Hallelujah. That's why repentance and baptism in his name is so important. You don't begin to start a covenant with God until you go down in his name and the old man is buried. 
And then from that point, go on to be filled with the Holy Ghost, be filled with the Spirit. God is a covenant God. Show me, I challenge anybody to show me anywhere in the Bible that God has ever done anything without covenant. God is a covenant God. Hallelujah. And part of that covenant that we have with him, it says, Oh, love the Lord, all ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful. Hallelujah. There's a good reason for you to be faithful to God. Hallelujah. There's a good reason for you to be faithful in your service and your love toward him. You want to be preserved? Hallelujah. Who you think is going to preserve you? You think you think Washington's going to preserve you? Which side of the aisle will be, uh, will, will preserve you? Both of them done let you down many times. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Who's going to preserve us? Do you think that your employer will preserve you? I guarantee you, I don't care how long you've been there. If things start going south and they start losing money, we got a part company. Hallelujah. That's why I decided a long time ago, church, man is not my source, Brother Paul. God is my source. He's not going to let me down. If I'm faithful to him, he's going to be faithful to me. If I love him, he's going to preserve me. Hallelujah. Because I've been faithful in my service to him. Been faithful in my life. Oh, and, I, and there, uh, let me talk about that plentifully again. Plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Somebody said, wait, wait, wait a minute. I thought that the Lord uh, hated the proud spirit. Take the time to understand the word. The proud doer. The proud doer is the one who does something for God and don't complain about it. And not ashamed of it. <laughs> Come on now. Hallelujah. Uh, somebody said earlier, Brother Travis was, he said if you're complaining about the da uh, Daniel fast, so we, you just was to go out this afternoon. If you're complaining about that, you just was to go ahead and buy your steak because it's not going to do you no good. It's not going to help you. Hallelujah. He said he re plentifully rewardeth the proud doer, one who's not ashamed of him, one, hallelujah, amen, that, that will uh, uh, be, be glad to do something for God. Amen. You ever tried to talk to somebody, get somebody to do something for you, and they start to, what my daddy used to say, him and haul around? That was the phrase my dad always used all the time. Well, don't just stand there and hem and haul about it, boy. What are you going to do? Hallelujah. Well, we do the same thing about God sometimes. Hallelujah. And, you know, God wants somebody that's going to be a proud doer. Brother, uh, Brother Paul Farley talked about being doers of the word the other day. Yes, I concur 100% with what he said that we've got to be a doer of the word, but it ain't going to just stop at that. Hallelujah. You've got to be a proud doer. Hallelujah. What do you mean? Let me break it down a little further. Talking about giving. We talk about giving today. If you're not a proud giver, 
Keep your money. Because the Bible says God loveth a what kind of giver? There you go. He plentifully rewards the proud doer. It, it, it don't just have to do with money, but it has to do with everything you do for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Now, we're talking about loving God as our first and primary responsibility. I want us to understand a couple things about that. Loving God has to be without pretense. It has to be without pretense. Huh. Listen to me. God is, omni is omniscient. And that word omniscient means he's all-knowing. Hallelujah. <laughs> what are you saying there? Well, when we start talking, you know, anybody can talk. Has anybody in here ever had somebody to uh, told you they love you, but you had other feelings otherwise? Hallelujah. Well, I guarantee you God's smarter, a lot smarter than what we are. And us loving God has to be without pretense. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. And when I say that, please understand this. God can't be tricked, blindsided, or fooled. <laughs> now, yeah, every now and then I'll uh, flip over there and I watch a little bit of that survivor. I especially like that ending part when they come there to the, what do they call it at the end? Uh, not the tribal council where, you know, they're going to they're gonna vote somebody off. And, you know, this past season was one of the biggest seasons for blindsides that they ever had. I mean, man, it, uh, most people go in there thinking one thing's going to happen, then all of a sudden something that's been working behind the scenes <laughs> that, no, that they didn't know about it, man, when it hits, and that blind side hits, you see the look on their face, and they're sitting there, and they draw, their, their, their jaw is dropped. Well, I want to tell you something. God can't be tricked, and he can't be blindsided, and he can't be fooled. He knows what you're going to think before you think it. He knows what you're going to say before you say it. And Brother Paul, he knows what we're going to do before we do it. Oh. So, when we're serving a God like that, there's no way in the world that when we talk about loving him completely that we can do it pretensely. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, if your love for God, if the love you say you have for God is only lip service, you might as well go ahead and shut your lips. Come on, somebody. Because if you don't shut those lips and you say you love God and it's only lip service, sooner or later, he's going to call you bluff. He's going to call you out. Matthew 15, verses 7 and 8. I'm giving you a lot of scripture today, but this is important what we're saying. This is the words of Jesus. My, my, my. Look at that, uh, that right there closely before you ever say, Brother, Brother Sammy preaches a little too hard sometimes. Jesus says, you hypocrites. 
He didn't write that on Facebook. He told them to their face. Hello. Amen. He said, you hypocrites. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you saying, this people draw nigh to me with their mouth and honor of me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Wow. Our love for God can't be with pretense. It's got to be genuine. It's got to be real. Uh, somebody mentioned Brother Albert Baggett uh, the other night. I, I guess it was Ronnie who did that. Uh, Brother Brother Ira had a had a sister who was just about as sweet as he was. And uh she always said she had a sin and I as far back as I could remember when if she would testify, she says, Church, I wanna be real. I wanna be real. You know what? God will respect you more for that than anything. Hallelujah. Even, Brother Darrell, if we stumble and we struggle and we have a hard time and we fall, just get back up and be real about it and say, Lord, I've messed up. Hallelujah. That's one problem with a lot of people in Pentecost has had down through the years. They want to make out like they got a whole lot more than what they got. Hallelujah. But when we try to pretend with God, there's no way that we can approach God. But if you're straightforward with him, Brother Bobby, as long as I'm straightforward with God, he'll work with me. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Woo. As long as I'm honest with him, he'll work with me. As long as I stay real about it, he'll work with me. His grace is sufficient, and it'll carry me on. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't try to go to God and try to blindside him, try to pretend something, or try to trick him, because he knows it all. Glory to God. I am going to bring this to a close and finish the rest of this message tonight, but I want to tell you, I want to tell you more about loving him completely. This is, this one responsibility is all I'll, I'll get to today. There's others. <coughs> Not only should loving God be without pretense, loving God has to be without reserve. Now, this right here is where it gets tight. This right here is where the rubber meets the road. Loving God has to be without reserve. When you open your heart to love God, you must give Him possession of the whole heart. You cannot reserve any portion of your heart for anything or anyone else. And that includes yourself. We want to divide our heart. We want to have, have a room for this, a room over here for that. Amen. All kinds of rooms. Hallelujah. But when you go to love God, 
God will not accept anything but your whole. What, what do we say back? With all your mind, with all your heart, with all your strength. Remember that? It means we can't have no reserve. Sadly, this is where many people fall short and are never able to develop a real relationship with him. Going back to the husband and wife again. Hallelujah. I could never have developed a relationship with Darlene for 43 years if I still wanted to hold a relationship with, with Suzanne, Becky, and Brenda. Now, them, them names are just out of the hat, folks. They're just out of the hat. Sister Darlene is texting them right now on the phone to see. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's just not going to work. Hallelujah. It, 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 it won't work. If, if, you, if you found that one love that you know that you're meant to be with, that God has, and that's what it needs to be. Everybody, listen, God con controls our life. And where we mess up is when we jump out and we do something on our own. But when you find that one, don't get before the preacher and start saying you do if you're not willing to quit playing the field. Amen? And it's the same way with serving God. We cannot have a love for God and hold any reserve. Come on now, I'm still preaching. Hallelujah. This is where many fall short, and they're never able to develop a real relationship with him. I passed a church sign one day. Maybe, maybe uh, Dick and Douglas here take a note of this and be good to put out on our sign one day. But I passed a church sign I was going by, and it says, God desires full custody not just weekend visits. Now, in this, in this age of marriage and divorce, everybody here knows what that means. When, when there's a split and one goes one way and another goes another way, and there's kids involved, <coughs> usually... One parent's given full custody, and the other one gets visits. So everybody knows what I'm talking about there. But I'm going to tell you something. God, he don't just want weekend visits. And that is where many have fallen short down through the years. He wants full custody of your life. He don't, my, my, my. I might not be dancing to you, but I'm preaching right now. Hallelujah. God wants your total heart. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Hallelujah. There cannot be any kind of reserve. Now, hang on. Hang on to something. Somebody say, I got something, Pastor. Hallelujah. Hang on right here. Here's what, it, here's what it boils down to. 
sadly, even though God wants more than just a weekend visit from you, sadly, weekend visits are all God ever gets from a vast majority of modern churchgoers. But that ain't the worst part of it. Here it is. They attend church like a factory worker does going to the job. What do you mean by that? Well, they'll come to church and they'll clock in at the accepted time and they'll put in their two hours or so, then they clock out. Temperature must be dropping outside. It's getting colder in here. Well, Sunday morning, I get ready. I go to the house of God. I ain't, I ain't prayed hardly at all all week long. I ain't even opened my Bible. I ain't told nobody about the love of Jesus, but I get to church here. I'm going to clock in. Hit that clock. Here I come. Come on, Pastor Sammy, preach me happy. <laughs> if you was really living for God and loving him like you should, guess what? You'd already be happy. And then it's 20 minutes to one. We're watching that clock. I got I'm gonna be the first to punch that clock. Hey, Hey, I've been there. I've, I've worked at factories before. Hallelujah. I, there were a man in the after, by, by the afternoon or whatever. I was ready to hear that whistle blow. That's one reason why I think I can, even, even, though, even though I'm, I'm fat and old, I still sometimes I can, I can do a run around here because, man, I would outrun everybody that, that time clock. <laughs> I'm ready to go home. But guess what? We do the same way to God sometimes. We come in, hit the clock, put in a couple hours, and we clock out. And like them people hitting them cars and them parking lots and those factory worker jobs, we say, man, I ain't going to think about this place no more until I have to. My, my, my. We're talking about our responsibility to God and loving Him. Hallelujah. You see, we clock in and we clock out and we leave, go home, all the while thinking that we have done our part to prove our love for God. But then, see, let, let's 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 pretend there's a this is just a a giant heart. This right here, we, 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 you're looking through a big X-ray machine and you're seeing Brother Sammy's heart. I come come to church. I've been giving everything else 105 percent of my my time, not giving God no more time. But I come come to the house of God. I clock in. And then I enter the part of the heart where I have reserved for God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory, 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 
Somebody touch me. Hallelujah. I'm getting my praise on now. Hallelujah. That's one thing I don't like to see people put on Facebook. Let's go get our praise on. You ought to keep your praise on. Glory to God. Oh, but I got God right here in this little room of my heart. Hallelujah. They say amen. Let me head towards another room of my heart. And that room stays vacant until I feel like I'm ready to come back to God's house. Oh, my Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. We can't have no our heart divided. There's plenty of scriptures in the Bible. I could give you a bunch of them if time would permit. But there's plenty of scriptures in the Bible that says a heart divided will mess you up and lead you to destruction. Hallelujah. God says he wants control of every room of your heart. He don't only want to get in that room, but he wants to get in that room that's got things in there that you think are hid that you don't want nobody else to go in because you don't know nobody wants to see them. But... We already said, God already knows. He knows each compartment of your heart and what you've got is stored in that compartment. And if you're going to take responsibility this first Sunday of 2016, that you say, I'm going to first start, I'm going to focus on loving him completely, then you're going to have to open up wide Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Donald, go back there and open up those two doors right there. Put, open them up, those two sanctuary doors. Put the, you see, you got to make a decision. Say, God, I want to I be used by you more in 2016. I want to help somebody else. I want to be the cause that somebody else can make heaven. If you do, you got to open up the doors of your heart just like Brother Donald opened up those doors right there. The whole heart's got to be wide open. You cannot have no reserve, nowhere. <coughs> One final scripture, and I'm closing. Jeremiah 29 and 13. I will finish this by the grace of God tonight. And ye shall seek me and find me when... Everybody say when. You shall search for me with all your heart. God says, you'll seek me, and he says, you will find me. But there's a condition involved with that. You will seek me and you will find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Taking responsibility in the kingdom. Message one, realizing your responsibility to God. I only covered one responsibility today, and that is to love him completely.